This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The lighters are out. The hands are waving. Love is in the air. Oh, my goodness. This is the program Marketing Matters. This is the show where we talk about all kinds of very cool things. Marketing works. It's about segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging. Guys, listen to me very carefully. Marketing is the glue that holds your company together. If you don't get the marketing right, you are going to be screwed up. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. So, guys, listen to me very carefully. You have to make sure that you use a systematic process of segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging. We call that STPM in the marketing world. And you also have to use science and data to help inform this process. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. I'm your host, Americus Reed, a.k.a. the Morpheus of marketing, taking that red pill and going down the rabbit hole we call branding. Well, we'd like to welcome on this special Valentine's Day show our next guest to the program. This is Brandy Halls, Director of Brand Communications, Lush Fresh Handmade Cosmetics. Welcome to the program, Brandy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's very great to have you here. Happy Valentine's Day. Now, of course, I have to add, I love this, I love the name. The name just by itself is just fantastic. I mean, Lush, it just rolls off. I mean, <laughs> I mean I just as soon as I heard it, Brandy, I was like, "This is going to be cool. This is going to be yeah. pretty cool and exciting stuff." Tell us a little bit about your journey, though, before we launch into some of the cool stuff that you're doing as brand communications director of Lush. How did you find your way into where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I um, was a communications major in university days way back when. Nice, <laughs> um, but um, I was also, you know, wanted to be an animal rights activist. I was really passionate about advocacy and. Um, and communication, and also loved beauty. So it just uh, was serendipitous that I ended up uh, landing my very first job out of university with Lush. Oh, um, nice. yeah! And uh, 15 years later, wow! Um, I've yeah had an incredible journey with these guys. Um, started you know in a PR capacity and have grown with the brand largely in a communications and branding capacity. You know, relocated to New York for seven years, mm. built a PR team there, and. Um, was asked to, to come back to Vancouver here, where our North American head office is, to uh, start a brand communications team and to take on a directorship, which is uh, what oh, I'm doing now. Very, very cool. How big is your team, Brandy? Um, it's about 65 of us. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot Fantastic. of teams as well. Uh, we have about eight teams, and um, together we are sort of responsible for all of the the messaging that um, that that hits from brand to consumer, and that's across every touch point. So any way that a customer, a potential customer, is interacting with our brand, is coming through our teams. Mm-hmm. So you know that's our social media channels, any media coverage, customer care interactions, uh, our website, um, catalogs, shop windows, you name it. Mm-hmm. Our um, our team based in Vancouver here is busy producing all those assets. Very, very cool. I, you know, I, I want to ask you, uh, Brandy, about Lush, because when I was reading this, the pro- my producer sent me some preliminary information, was sort of studying up on what you're doing. I was just, mm. it blew me away because, you know, I, I had never heard of, th- the idea of fresh handmade cosmetics just stuck out to me. It's like, wow, I didn't know they were 
I didn't know that was possible. Like that there yeah. are they're, they're, that they can be fresh and handmade because you just don't think about like a, a big scalable company is having yeah. those. So talk talk through some of the aspects of the product and what makes it special, how it stands out, its differentiating factors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you've called it out right there. So the fact that we um, not only use fresh uh, organic ingredients wherever possible in our products, so the ingredients themselves are fresh. Um, but we also serve the product fresh to the customer. So we have um, a, a sticker on every single of our pro- bottled products that tells the consumer the date the product was made and, and when to use it by, oh, sort of a best buy date. So gotcha. that freshness, you know, it's intrinsic from the way we make the product right to how the product goes to market. Uh-huh. Um, and that freshness really comes back to efficacy. So how effective can that product be for the consumer? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fresher the ingredients, the more effective it's going to be on the skin or the hair. So that's why uh-huh. freshness is really important for us. Uh-huh. Um, and handmade, yeah. So we have, um, you know, we've grown from a tiny shop in Pool, England, to almost a 1,000 shops worldwide. Uh, and yet we are still hand-pressing every single bath bomb that you see hitting our stores. That is it, fantastic. <laughs> it astonishes wow. me still, too. <laughs> Um, just, and it has been a challenge, the scalability of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one of the mainstays of the brand and it's not something that we were, we're straying far from. What it means is that we have to adapt quickly in our, in our production of the product. So if a product, for example, takes off virally on social media, we have to shift things here at the factories to be able oh. to accommodate more production. I see. Um, and things like that. So it's it's a challenge, but it is one of the things that's near and dear to our hearts, and, uh-huh. and we continue to push through. Very, very cool. I just got a note from my producer, Michelle Stucker. She's a guru and basically helps keep things, basically the trains running on time. Uh, she tells me that your stores smell fantastic. They smell so good, like just walking in with all of these fresh, or fresh organic uh, ingredients. So that must be a big part of the marketing piece whereby consumers are in there and they're experiencing all senses are really picking up and really informing their potential reaction to the brand. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. So, so much of Lush is about the experience of using it. So whether that's smelling it as you're approaching it in the mall, whether that's the actual Mm. um, interactivity of dropping, you know, a a bath product into the bath to see what it's going to appear in your bathtub, Mm -hmm. um, through to, yeah, the experience of actually the feel of a moisturizer on your skin. So much of our brand is about playing with the products and interacting with them, oh. touching, smelling, and feeling. And our shops are designed in a way that really enhances the, that sort of playful aspect for consumers to interact with us. And there's about a thousand of these shops, Brandy. Uh, is yeah, that is that a thousand? We're uh-huh. in the nine hundreds these days globally, and wow. two hundred and fifty of those are based here in North America. Gotcha. Two hundred fifty out of nine hundred are here in North America. That is incredible. So I would assume, though, you can tell me this, uh, Brandy, that because the products are fresh and handmade, they they must they must uh, cost a bit more, no, or for the for the consumer. Are they priced a little bit more premium priced or what? Uh, well, it totally depends. I mean, the price range in the store ranges. You know, we've got bath bombs as low as five ninety five, and then oh. we've got gift sets up in the three hundred dollar category. So, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, what you are paying for absolutely in in our products is the high quality ingredients. So it's those essential oils um, that we are very carefully sourcing from all over the world. Uh-huh. Uh, we have buyers who go out into the communities to build you know lasting relationships and to ensure that we are getting not only the the highest quality um, ingredients but also ethically sourced ones so um, yeah you're paying um, you're paying for the those ingredients absolutely mm-hmm. and um, but you know we all also need to stay competitive in the market so we are always 
looking at our pricing model and ensuring that um, it's still an affordable uh, luxury for people. And so what are some of your more popular items, uh, super popular items that you sell, Brandy? Yeah, so of course, um, Lush is synonymous with bath bombs and soap. These are the two things that mm-hmm. people identify upon immediately when looking at our store. Um, but we also have an extensive um, range of skincare and hair care. And, and uh, I'd say Dream Cream has been one of our mainstay best-selling products worldwide. This is a, a hand and body lotion that's full of really nurturing um, ingredients. So it's, it's amazing for people who suffer from things like eczema um, ah. and uh, just a great all-over moisturizer. Um, also right now, particularly Sleepy um, Body Lotion, which is uh, a product that's recently gone viral, um, which has a, a lavender fragrance um, uh, product, uh, moisturizer for the body. It's um, beautiful for helping you fall asleep at night. So oh. these two products are tremendously popular. And then, of course, the bath bombs. Every season we release new ones, which continue to kind of um, kind of sell higher than we've ever expected. So those are definitely high on the consumer's mind right now. Very, very cool stuff. So uh, let me ask you this. You probably have done analysis, Brandy, because you are in, you and your team, uh, all 65 of them. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> I think about that. That's amazing. Uh, you know, you're in charge of the messaging. So you probably, to be able to come up with the appropriate messaging, you probably have a really good sense of your consumer. Can you describe the the lush, fresh, handmade cosmetics consumer? What's that person like from a, from a psychographic perspective? Yeah, well, they um, they can be anyone. So I think oh. that's something that, that we <laughs> interesting. We, e- even me, maybe yeah. I could I could potentially do this. Maybe yes, it absolutely, could okay. be you, and it okay. should be you. So I think <laughs> <laughs> the last customer for sure. I mean, uh, we we don't um, you know market products for specific genders, for example, or for specific oh, um, interesting skin type. Gotcha. Uh, we're very much a brand that creates and invents products um, for people's needs. So at a certain time in your life, your need might be different than at another time, or gotcha. your skin's needs might be different, or your emotional needs might be different. So gotcha. uh, the products that we that we that we invent um, really are meant to be for anyone. Uh, of course, the the typical Lush customer is one that cares deeply about what's going into the product. Mm-hmm. Um, they often care about um, you know what went into the ingredients and how the environment was impacted mm. um, to get those to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Lush customer really cares a lot about authenticity and transparency. So um, they are they come to us because they know that we've kind of done the hard work for them to ensure they've got a, an ethically sound product in their hands. And so they are, so this is a, whatever your needs are, you make a very interesting point, Brandy, whatever your needs are, and those needs could change by context could change even as a function of different parts of the day, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, so it's like we're we're not going to get focused on like this demographic thing. We're going to focus on needs, and we're going to really take a deep look into this. But we're also going to have a bit of a almost a social message, wouldn't you say? There's a certain there's values there that I think kind of connect with consumers in a particular way, right? Like an identity based argument. Like, hey, if you're the type of person who believe that it's important to protect the environment then part of our value proposition is aimed directly at you because as a company, we also believe that that's what we're about as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about Lush is that it has, you know, the same group of founders that founded this company um, way back when are still the ones who are at the helm of it today. They're still the ones inventing today's products. So the great thing about Lush and about working for this company and about purchasing from this company is that the founding principles of those individuals are still the ones that are you know that we build this business off of today. So it is um, it is real and true and genuine. And um, yeah, we try to we try to get those messages across. 
um, so that we can appeal to the consumer who cares about that. We also have to recognize, however, that not all consumers do. Um, and so you have to you have to find a balance of, you know, messaging the social messages that you want, but also, you know, recognizing that we are a bath and body company and some people just want their bath and body products and they don't want the politics that um, sometimes <laughs> come along with it. <laughs> so how do you walk that fine line, though? Because, I mean, you, the, you, you, you guys are saying, like, this is our, our you know, our, this is our value system. And, yep. you know, we're not for everybody. This is not we, we also have great products. Yes. But mm-hmm. even if that's something that you're not into, you know, we're okay with that because this yeah. is what we stand for, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, it is just about striking that balance. So we do, um, you know, we run some pretty controversial campaigns oh. and we sort of bravely and boldly step into issues that other brands wouldn't. Oh. Um, and, and sometimes we also, you know, um, just like to look at beautiful bath art in the bathtub and share that with our consumers. So <laughs> we like to have a little bit of something for everyone. Very, very cool. Listeners, if you're just joining us, uh, we are speaking to Brandy Halls, and she is Director of Brand Communications at Lush Fresh Handmade Cosmetics. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation between myself and Brandy, uh, you can do so at one eight four four wharton that's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Maybe you have an opinion about these types of products that are cosmetics or uh, beauty-oriented products. Maybe you have an idea about, or maybe you'd like to share with us some of your experiences. Maybe you're actually a lush consumer and you have some feedback for us. I don't know. Give us a call if you'd like to join the conversation. Again, that's one eight four four award ten one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Now, Brandy, I want to definitely talk about the cool stuff before we shift into some of the avant-garde messaging that you guys do that other brands are afraid to touch because they're gutless and not as interesting as you guys. Uh, I do want to make sure that we have enough time to talk a little bit about what Lush is doing for Valentine's because I was reading a report, uh, actually a very cool report, uh, that was put out by Foursquare. So Foursquare has data, actually behavioral data, on what people are doing on Valentine's Day versus not based on the information they get from geolocation. And it turns out that um, you know, going to pampering and treating yourself increases by upwards of 26%, up to 30% on Valentine's Day. So what are some of the cool things that you guys are trying to do on Valentine's Day to sort of tap into some of this, some of this energy that's going on out there? Yeah, definitely. There is a whole lot of that pampering messaging going on. So <laughs> it's you know, us uh, sharing with the, the consumers the new and limited edition offerings. Um, and they are absolutely luxurious, you know, wow. bath bombs filled with um, rose petals and things like that. Wow. Um, so we certainly have what it takes to create that perfect Valentine's evening ambiance. Um, <laughs> and so we've been sharing that uh, for sure. But we also, again, have taken the messaging for Valentine's Day a little bit outside of the sort of simplistic product marketing. Um, and we've really looked at how um, what Valentine's Day is really about, which is love, and, and how can we represent love in all of its forms. Um, mm. You know, love looks and feels different to everyone. And we really wanted to message the consumer with that idea of love transcending all, really, you know, transcending mm-hmm. race and gender and all those things. And so we've been, you know, playing with um, some some beautiful imagery of, of couples, you know, last year and this year as well, in bathtubs, having, um, enjoying themselves and, and, you know, things like that. And 
um, it just so happened that we have featured same-sex couples in oh. some of the Valentine's Day imagery. Okay. And that has um, definitely sparked some great conversation, both last Valentine's Day and this Valentine's Day. What has been the feedback? Like, talk a little bit about these conversations. That's pretty, yeah. I mean, that's gutsy to do, right? Because it's like, you know, there's a group of folks out there that are uh, perhaps not as on board from a progressive perspective in terms of, you know, their views of relationships or marriage or love or whatever. So, you know, they may not, they, they could potentially be turned off by that. So talk a little bit on the positive side, though, in terms of how this sort of approach to making sure that there is inclusivity and diversity in these relationships as part of the general brand identity for Lush, how that is translating into conversations that are helping the brand. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, to be to be quite honest, the the evolution to get us to the place where it was that specific piece of artwork in the shop windows of, of two females in the bathtub together. Um, that it really was, um, it wasn't intentional in that we wanted to feature a same sex couple. It was that we wanted to represent love mm. and we, um, we had a variety of, you know, images to choose from. And the one that we felt actually, you know, best represented the feeling, the connection, the emotion that we wanted to display mm-hmm. happened to have these two beautiful women in it. Um, one of whom was uh, our employee and, and her partner. So it really, oh. you know, for us, yeah, um, there cool. was no he- there was no hesitation about you know the reservations that you just mentioned that we knew existed out there, but for us it was um, this is a couple in love and we want to showcase this um, type of thing and this experience in our in our windows, and the reaction was immediate and oh. it was overwhelmingly positive. Wow. Um, so yeah, we we absolutely you know people were immediately writing in on all of our social channels, um, telling us that you know thanking us and applauding us mm-hmm. for doing that, and and actually it was quite a surprise to me um, because I wasn't expecting that. It felt so normal for us to be doing that here uh-huh. at Lush, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't expecting the fanfare that actually came in. And um, but it, we very much appreciated it, and it certainly warmed our hearts here, and we were glad that it fell. Um, upon the public the way that it did. So how do you walk that line, though, Brandy? To, to, because it is, it's, it's fascinating to me. I, I love it because it's, it's so courageous to, like, take a stance and say, like, this is what the company believes. And mm-hmm. we're, we're okay with, you know, perhaps not being able to make a sale with a certain type of consumer uh, because we stand behind these values and beliefs. And we live them and breathe them in the, in the day-to-day work that we do and, we, and that we create in our organizational culture. Uh, in the company. So talk a little bit about walking that fine line and, and being able to say that, you know, hey, you know, we, we, we're we okay with, with, with not talking to everyone and potentially alienating some consumers who may, for whatever reasons, not be, you know, not be sort of uh, attuned to this kind of inclusiveness and diversity. Mm-hmm. Well, when we go into these types of um, campaigns or things that we know uh, might ruffle some feathers, we certainly are never intentionally hoping to alienate a member of our audience. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that for sure we, we set out. And a part of what we want to do, though, is engage in meaningful conversations, whether that's um, healthy debate um, or, or agreeance or disagreeance. What we do hope is that this will, you know, our campaigns and the topics that we tackle will actually get people having conversations, gotcha. whether it be with us or amongst themselves. And mm-hmm. so for us, we absolutely respect that some people are going to disagree with, the, you know, the particular topic or the image that we've used. And, um, and we usually engage in, like I said, some healthy debate with them and, and try to 
illustrate why we've decided to do what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also do recognize that, yes, some people are going to decide not to shop with us as a result of that decision. And that's something that we we absolutely accept and we, you know, we respect their decision mm-hmm. to not give us their business anymore as well. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. It's not obviously what we want to see, but mm-hmm. we we recognize that we're in a really unique place with the platform that we have as a global brand. We can't not take these um courageous um, steps into difficult conversations. Very, very cool. I think I might actually send uh, some uh, dream cream and a bath bomb to uh, Mike Pence, our uh, vice president. <laughs> uh, it's just a joke. Hey, hey, callers, don't get upset. Hey, I'm just joking around here, please. Uh, but talk to us a little bit, Brandy, about this idea that because this is progressive and you guys aren't just starting, you know, this isn't a, a new company that's just arisen. I mean, you've been around 15 years, correct? Well, we've been around longer than that since 1995. Oh, wow! Yeah. So, were you always progressive in these suits? Sort of the, the 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 innovation around being progressive and taking on these political stances was it always part of the company or what? Yeah, I would say it's absolutely sort of part of the fabric of this company. Mm. We haven't always been so vocal about it. I think that is the thing that has changed over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of did it quietly for the first, I'd say, you know, 10 years of the company, mm-hmm. almost. You know, oh. we, we just sort of went about our way. We did the, the, the hard work and the ingredient um, sourcing of our ingredients. And we were, you know, fighting animal testing behind the scenes. And we weren't really shouting it from the rooftops. And, um, you know, we reached a, a, a point where we decided that it was we, we were in this unique position, you know, having things like stores on the highest um, tra- traffic street locations in the world and having thousands of employees who can act as brand ambassadors mm. in our shop, mm-hmm. um, millions of social media followers for us to not leverage that um, to bring about real change and real good um, felt like a, a total miss and, again, didn't line up with the values of our founders. So um, we have always been this way, but we haven't always been been saying it um, quite as loudly and bravely as we are now. See, that's really interesting, though, Brandy, because I think you're actually pointing to something that's very important in this. And I think that this 10 years of sort of doing it under the radar is what's made it is actually what makes it authentic because it's like this is what we were doing we weren't even trying to get credit for it this is just mm-hmm. this is what we thought we were supposed to be doing because quote it's the right thing to do and yeah. you know now to kind of bring a little bit of that out and to celebrate that is a very very powerful kind of component and when people look into it they're going to find out that this is something that's been going on for for years and years and years in terms of the company, and they're going to be impressed by that authenticity, and they're going to know it's organic, and they're going to know it's real, and that's a, a pretty powerful uh, point for the brand, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's probably the thing that I think is um, has created the most loyal customers that we that we have. I mean, we have an incredibly loyal customer base. Some of them have been with us from the very very beginning. They're very passionate about the products and about the things that we stand for. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's because they have been along for this journey with us and they have, um, they've seen that we've remained true to the same things since, since the beginning of time, really, uh, for us. Uh-huh. Very, very cool. we got about a minute left. What's new for Lush? Quickly. Brandy. Well, we've got a, a great campaign that's kicking off tomorrow. Nice. We're taking, yeah, we're um, we're taking on uh, trans visibility. So tomorrow we are embarking oh. in North America. Um, yeah, on really increasing and bringing visibility to the discrimination and dangers that transgender people are facing every excellent, day. So excellent. this is a topic that's near and dear to our employees' hearts. They, they've brought it to us. They've helped shape it. And we are excited to roll it out starting tomorrow. Wow, that is absolutely fantastic. Brandy Halls, thank you so much for being with us tonight. 
Thank you for having me. Listeners, happy Valentine's Day. You can, of course, find out more about what Brandy, uh, who is um, basically Director of Communications at Lush, what they're doing online at LushUSA.com. Well, ladies and germs, that's it for our show. (laughs) I want to thank all of our wonderful guests tonight. We had Tanya Berman of Mars doing the chocolate thing. We had Tom Patterson and Aaron Fujimoto of Tommy John doing the incredible uh, sort of functional underwear startup thing that's blowing up. We had Professor Lisa Cavanaugh of UBC. And finally, we also had, at the end of the program, a Brandy Halls of Lush Handmade Fresh Cosmetics. I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't shout out and, of course, give props to our audio engineer, Tatiana Zamis. And, of course, we have the lovely and the talented ninja producer extraordinaire, Michelle, always making it happen, Stucker. And without them, there is no show, actually. They make this entire episode a total fun-filled laugh fest to do this. Oh! I'd like to take a brief moment to offer my apologies. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we did have a great show tonight, and I'd like to... (laughs) Thank my colleagues in the studio who helped me put the show together. They do make this idiot-proof. All we jokers, all we really have to do, we absent-minded professors, we're so erratic, we're all over the place. We just have to show up and try not to screw things up. So seriously, thank you, Tatiana uh, and Michelle. And thank you for listening. If you want to reach out after the show, feel free to email us at businessradio at SiriusXM.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at BizRadio111. Or, of course, follow your boy AR, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, on Twitter at A-M-R-E-E-D-2 or check me out on the web at americasread.com Remember, we're here every week, Wednesdays 5 to 7 p.m. This is Marketing Matters. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Americas Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.